season's going to end on a double doink. The Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl champions. Eagles fans everywhere, this is for you. Let the celebration begin. There's going to be a parade on Broadway. And your hosts, Brendan Deeg and Eric Warner. Hester's going to take it all the way for a touchdown. Hey, you. Yeah, you. You got Bush? You definitely do if you haven't tried the best product from our sponsor today, Manscaped. The perfect package 3.0 kit is designed to make grooming below the waist easy. Confidently trim below the waist with the Lawnmower 3.0 waterproof trimmer. Featuring advanced skin safe technology. Enjoy soft ceramic blades cutting coarse hair at 7,000 RPMs. Because of the ceramic blade and skin safe technology, door nicks and snags will be reduced. This is the perfect protection needed for your franchise quarter balls. The crop preserver is an anti chafing ball deodorant, which ensures your afternoon stroll doesn't end with your ball sticking to your leg or smelling like eggs. The crop reviver is a spray on toner for your balls. It's made with a soothing aloe and witch hazel extracts that will give your testes a boost. Get 20% off and free shipping with code DOINK at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with your free shipping at manscaped.com and use code DOINK, D-O-I-N-K, DOINK. It's time you turn that team in your pants around with Manscaped. And now, on to the episode. Hello, football faithful, and welcome back to another episode of the Double Dog Podcast. My name is Brendan D. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you haven't already, please hit that subscribe button. That would be greatly appreciated. Give us a rating. Give us a review. Whatever you can do to help us out, that's greatly appreciated. I am joined by my co-host, Mr. Eric Warner Warnsey. We are five days away from the draft. How are you doing? How are you feeling? I'm excited, man. I'm excited. It always kind of creeps up on you right the draft you you always think oh it's after it's far away it's far away but now we're, we're here so I, i'm excited yeah i'm i'm at the point like where i feel like i'm officially dove in like i, I was watching some some like late round wide receivers on friday like my excitement is at that point i've, I've already found my late round wide receiver loves that's where i'm at right now if that makes yeah. sense yeah yeah, <laughs> Bears haven't had a pick the last two years, right? So this, I haven't. Oh had yeah, I forgot about that. You, you got a little extra juice for this one then for you. Exactly. You so know. I, I've watched the, I've enjoyed the first round the last couple of years, but yeah. hopefully this year I enjoy it a little more. All right. So let me ask you this before we dive into our. We I didn't rank the top fifteen defensive players just a shout out or just a heads up. We just grabbed. I grabbed. I think the most fifteen interesting defensive players in this draft. You could say that they're the 15 best. It, 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 that's opinion based. But I grab me and Eric are going to be splitting the top 15 players that we are most interested in, and we're going to be giving you a breakdown. Before we do that, Eric, why don't you throw me like a draft take or two? Like, what are you, what are you feeling? What are you confident in that's going to happen on Thursday? Because a lot of stuff changes before the draft. But what are you confident is going to happen on on Thursday? Um, or for after diving into the defensive side of the ball, I. I'm gonna be honest. I was a little, I was a little bit underwhelmed. Yep. I, I think for every defensive player that has a Pro Bowl in his career, there will be an offensive pl- two offensive <laughs> players from this draft that make okay. a Pro Bowl. I think that the offensive side of the ball is better than the defensive side, just to make it simple. Um, how about you? 
Yeah, I, I agree. I, like, you can make the argument that the first 10 players in this draft could be offensive guys. Like, let's say four, five quarterbacks go. Let's say the top two tackles go. Let's say Chase goes. Like, you could they, you can make the argument that the 10 best players in this draft are offensive guys. And I agree with you. I, I am a tad underwhelmed with the defensive players in this draft. Um, I, I just don't think it's top-heavy. I don't want to say underwhelmed, but, like, I'm just underwhelmed with the top-heavy talent, I guess. One thing I will say, like, I really like this edge rusher class. I think there's a lot of potential. Just, I, I think it's a risky top 15 pick to take one of these guys. But for instance, like the Eagles are picking at pick 37. I think that's a really good sweet spot for like, because um, I think you can make the argument that there's five, five, or if you want to include Gregory Rousseau in there, there's five or six like stud, if not stud, or, or at least first round gradable uh, defensive edge rushers. And I think one will be there at 37. So like, I, I, I'm really, I'm really intrigued at like the pick 20 to 50 range for these defensive players. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. So uh, I'll start us off here. I'm going to start with Patrick Sertan, six foot two, 203 pounds, cornerback out of Alabama. He's the son of a Pro Bowl corner, Patrick Sertan Sr., who played for over a decade with the Chiefs and Dolphins. So he's got some, uh, he has football in the blood. Uh, Excellent height and length for an outside corner. Um, due to his size and his strength, he specializes in press man technique. I would not say speed is a strength, but it's definitely not a weakness. Uh, he does have some limitations, but the right scheme could really help him. Basically, just don't line him up off the line of scrimmage for shorter and faster receivers. Uh, his main weakness might be he struggles a little bit with change of direction problems. So those shorter joystick style wide receivers might give him some trouble. Um, and because of that, he he's an outside corner. Don't bother putting him in the slot mm-hmm. and generally don't ask him to play off man coverage that he's a, he's a press man, bigger bodied physical type corner. Um, I don't ever see him being a top five cornerback in the league, but I, I think his ceiling is a pro bowl caliber corner, but he's not, I don't think he's an elite caliber corner uh with with that being said i fully expect him to be the first corner off the board yeah another thing i really like about him he's only 21 years old like he's literally just turned 21 so you're gonna get him at a 21 years old in this year coming september um and another thing i like about him he was a three-year starter at alabama like he's like that's that's tough like you know what i mean being being a being a freshman starter at alabama like that's that's impressive in my opinion, especially at like Nick Saban's defense, like being able to do that. Like he started, I believe, let me do the math here. He started 38 games in three years there. That's really good. Um, in my opinion, um, I think he's a safe bet. Like I, I think he's worth a top 10 pick, um, maybe like that nine, 10 range. He's a safe bet, but I do agree with you. I don't know if like you're getting a Jalen Ramsey with out of him. That yeah, yeah yeah exactly his yeah. his ceiling to me is a pro bowl player but that's it it's not i don't see like an all pro type type uh corner but i mean everybody you need those big physical style press man corners now especially with how often the ball is being thrown so a team a team will take them in i agree that nine to ten range and i think they'll be happy with them Yep, and he's got good bloodline. Of course, his dad was in the NFL and playing under Saban for three years. Like you can't go wrong. I, I think he's a very solid prospect. Um, I, I, I'm a big Patrick Sertain fan. I, I think he'll go. Yeah, in that that nine ten range. Um, but yeah, let's keep on the let's keep the let's keep on the cornerback position. I got JC Horn. He's listed at just over six feet. He's two hundred five pounds. He is about twenty one and a half. 
years old. Um, J.C. Horn's dad was also – he's also the son of Joe Horn, um, of course, the wide receiver for the Saints. And he's got that same kind of raw, raw dog mentality that Joe Horn did. I, was Joe Horn the guy that Flip took the cell phone out of his pocket? Yeah. Um, that celebration? Yeah. So his pops, like he's kind of like his pops. He's got that kind of that swagger to him. Um, so he played basketball up until his junior year. He was actually slated to be a basketball player. Um, and then he kind of switched over to football after his junior year. Um, and he was a 22nd ranked corner coming out, uh, um, the 22nd ranked corner in the country um, when he when he did uh, leave high school. And he opted out of his last seven games at um, at South Carolina. So he didn't finish up the season in 2020. Um, what strengths he's perfectly built. Like he is built like an NFL corner. If you were going to go into a lab and diagnose an NFL corner, I feel like I always use that term, but or that that scenario. But yes, you would be you'd be building a guy that looks like JC Horn. He's got a 77 and a one quarter wingspan. He ran a 4440 at the at the combine. Again, 205 pounds. He's got 33 inch arms, which are it's very good for a corner. He's built exactly what you want. Um very competitive. He's got that dog in him, like I said, and he's the alpha in the room. Wherever he goes, apparently he commands respect in that room, and that's what you want. You want that swagger to a number one corner. Very good at finding the ball. Very good at tracking the ball, which that's a trait that I feel like every – like that's just rule number one. If you're looking at a corner, the guy needs to be able to find the ball. Like if, if you're a corner and you can't track the ball well – Good luck in the NFL. He's very good at flipping his hips. I posted a, uh, a video on Twitter when I was watching him. It was like kind of just like the ball didn't go to him in that play, but the way he was able to, the guy ran a go route on him, the way he was able to turn his hips and shadow him was very impressive. Um, he had 25 passes defended over 29 starts. So the ball, he's always around the ball. He's always able to break it up, which is very impressive. And he he knows what you're going to do. He's a very smart guy. Um, a couple weaknesses for him, very over-aggressive. He, he's very prone to penalties. And he can be very grabby. And another thing too, he always, whenever the play's over, he's looking at the ref. He's that guy. Like he, he thinks he he committed a penalty every play. Um, I think if you're an NFL scout, you would prefer that than having a guy that's not too aggressive and trying to get him to be more aggressive. I feel like it's better to try to tone down an already aggressive player in the NFL. Um, I really like GC Horn. I, I think he's I think he's worth a top 15 pick. Um, I think he's got that upside. Um, again, he's got good bloodlines with his dad. Um, I don't think there's really much not to like about him. I think he's going to be a solid NFL starter for 10 years. Does he have star potential? I don't know. Like Kind of like what you said about Sertan, I don't know if he'll ever be a top five corner in the league, but he's got that raw dog mentality. Um, he's got juice. I would take him to the top 15. I like Jason Horn. Yeah, I like him too. Um, are we in agreement that Horn and Sertan have kind of they, – they've established themselves as the top two corners and then there's kind of a drop-off after that? It depends. Like, yeah – I think so. Um, the so one, I. like, I'm going to be talking about a guy named Caleb Farley in a bit. Um, I, I'll get to him next. Uh, but I think depending to talk to a lot of guys like Caleb Farley, just there's not a lot. He hasn't played in over a year. He's got some injury history. So I think the, the safest one-two bet would be Sertan and Horn for sure. Yeah, I agree. I like Horn a lot. I, I, I completely agree with you that I would rather a physical style corner and in the pro style try to get him to – tone it down a bit rather than a guy try to make him more aggressive i think that those instincts are natural you can't teach someone aggression so yeah i like that i like the the competitive spirit of him especially at a corner because he he, he competes for 50 50 balls and with that frame he's going to be asked to probably always cover the bigger corner or mm -hmm. sort of the bigger wide receiver on the other team so that with Paired with aggression is a good combination in a cornerback. Yeah. Um, 
So I, yeah. want, I want I want to add on to that. I do think JC Horn's the best press man corner in this class. I think he's got, he's better at it than Sertan is. But again, you're getting more of a raw guy because like that's all JC Horn was asked to do. Like he he was straight straight up asked to play press man at South Carolina. So I think I think if you're looking at like if you're more of a zone style defense, I don't know if JC Horn's going to fit your defense as well. Yeah. So if the Eagles walk up there and select JC Horn at pick twelve, are you happy? I'd be happy with it. Yeah, I think it's fine. I think it's a good pick. Um, again, the Eagles are just hired Jonathan Gannon, who's going to be running the defense this year. He he's a cover two zone scheme guy. So again, you're going to have to be kind of teach. You're going to to teach him a little bit. Like I don't. I I think the Eagles are going to like him just because of his dog mentality. Um, but yeah, I would be happy that I'd be fine with it. I think he's worth it there. Um, it's just I, I'd like to see him. Like he's almost like a Seattle seat, like a 2000 mid or early 2000 Seattle Seahawks corner. Like you know what I mean? Like he's a Pete Carroll style system quarterback so i i think i think for his benefit i think he would rather go to a system like that right on okay um let's stick with the cornerbacks here i'm gonna go over to greg newsom out of northwestern he's six foot one 190 pounds um he's another guy with good size long arms quick feet uh good speed he's pretty physical um he projects as another good man-to-man style corner uh, North Northwestern's kind of gotten a little bit of reputation of producing tough old school style players under Pat Fitzgerald. Um, Pat Fitzgerald, a potential future Bears coach. A lot of rumors there that if Nagy was to be fired, he'd be the guy stepping in. Interesting. Um, Newsom is no, uh, he's no different. Uh, he's physical, willing tackler who is excellent in the run game. Uh, but that's a blessing and a curse because he throws his body around a lot and it leaves serious questions about his durability at the next level. Uh, in 2018, he only played six games. In 2019, he played nine games. And in 2020, he only played six games. Um, none of them were major injuries, but instead just kind of a lot of few nagging stuff that piled up and caused him to miss games. Um, and he can also get a little grabby at times. He takes a few too many penalties for my liking. Um, but all in all, he's... Very good player when he's on the field. Uh, he's a, he's a first-round talent, in my opinion. I think he's going to be the third corner taken. And I, I have a feeling he's going to be a bear. I yeah, think I, this. I think I picked 20. He'll be there. I'm just scared. The injury history scares me, especially when you're investing a first-round pick in a guy. If you're telling me, hey, you're likely only getting 10 games a year from the guy – I don't know if that's good value in the first round. So I'm a little scared, but I, I like I like all the traits of him as a player. He's got the proper frame for a cornerback. So we'll, we'll see if durability is a question mark at the pro level, but I, I still have a first round grade on him. Is who is, okay? So they got rid of Kyle Fuller, Jalen Johnson. I'm assuming is going to be a starter at corner. Who would right, yeah. let's say day one right now, who would be the other corner on the Bears roster? Uh, Desmond Trufant, they saw. Oh, oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah but I, I mean, that, that's an that's okay stopgap one. Like, I'd be okay with running out Trufant for a year, so I, I, okay, I mean, that makes sense. not a long term, yeah, yeah. So, you, you can make the argument that corner is a long term in Chicago. I actually mocked in my first mock draft on nationalfootballpost.com. If you want to check it out, I mocked Greg Newsom to the Bears at 20. I think it makes sense. I think corner is an underrated need for them. But um, yeah, I, I like I like Greg Newsom. I think he's got a lot of talent. I think he's I think he's got like really good upside. He's only twenty years old. He'll be twenty one when the season starts. But you're getting a really young guy there. 
Um, again, ran a 4-3-8 in college. One thing I wish, he didn't have a lot of interceptions. I think we had one career interception. Yeah, only one career interception. I'd like to see a little more um, playmaking there. But uh, he had 25 pass defended in 21 starts, which is impressive. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. he's also, he's born in Chicago. So he'd be a hometown guy. Yeah. There, there's some, there's, there's a lot of people pointing him towards the Bears. I wouldn't be disappointed in the pick, but it, it's a, it's a kind of a high risk, high yeah. risk, high reward type pick. Yeah, he's an interesting guy. All right, I'm going to should I stick with corners now? You know what? I'm going to get to the edge rusher class here. I want to talk about Aziz Ojolari. Um, so Aziz Ojolari as a junior, so he just started playing football as a junior, and he dominated in his junior year of high school, recording 103 tackles. Um, 17 tackles for loss and eight sacks. He was number 18 uh, Georgia recruit. Um, I got an interesting one for you. His maternal grandfather was a Nigerian prince, and his name was Prince Twins 77. He's a defend descendant of Ibadan King in Africa. His grandfather was an, uh, an accomplished artist who passed away in 2011. So. So there's a fun fact for you about Aziz Ojolari. And he's also a Philly guy. I, whenever you're from Philadelphia, got to throw it out there. Got to love me some Philly Philly prospects. Um, what is he good at? Great off the ball. This guy pops off the ball. Great first step. The best first step in this class. And that's like that's main, that's main kind of step one as a defensive edge rusher too, right? You want to get off the ball fast. Very good at bending. He's very good. He's a threat to get around you on the corner at all times which is another thing that you want to see in the NFL, getting under your offensive tackle. He's got very long arms for a guy that's only six foot two. That's something I should mention. He's only six foot two, which is pretty undersized for an edge rusher. Um, and he weighs in at 250. However, he's got very long arms for a guy that's only six two. Very aggressive against the run, attacks the ball good. He had five forced fumbles over two seasons at Georgia. Um, and his coaches praised his, his kind of his attitude. Um, Kirby Smart um, had him as a captain, as a freshman on the Georgia team. So put that in perspective. That's 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 an accomplishment for himself. And he led Georgia in sacks the last two seasons. Um, what are his weaknesses? His body type, like being 6'2", 250 as an edge rusher. It's a tough go. Like you want to be in that 6'4 range if you're going to be an edge rusher in the NFL. 6'2 is pre pretty undersized. Um, he needs a better inside pass rush move. He tends to go outside a lot because he can, because he can get under the guy. Um, and he also suffered a torn ACL in 2017 as a high school and senior, as a senior in high school. And then he redshirted his red, his, uh, redshirted as a freshman in 2018 due to tearing an ACL. So a little bit of injury history there. I don't think it's too big of a deal. I like him. I, I think he's a solid prospect. Again, he's a little bit raw. Like you're going to have to teach him some inside moves. He needs to kind of, he needs to kind of get that NFL pass rush mentality in his head but i do like him i would spend a top 20 pick on him i think he's worth it he's got that upside to him um he's a freak athlete i like him a lot i'm a big easy's ojolari fan yeah you're you're bigger on him than i am uh the six two scares me yeah it's, it's um, like that i get that it's small like i can't even think of a guy that's six two as an edge rusher that succeed in the nfl like it's tough it's it's, yeah. it's hard but he's got that long arms to kind of counteract that so yeah. Also, the the thing that needs to be pointed out with him, I think, is he he can only play in a three four. He he's way too small to be a four three defensive end. Agreed. He he has to be in that three four standing up outside rusher. Mm -hmm. Um, he might he might actually just he might end up being a specialist kind of guy, like a third down rush the passer only type guy. Um, but you're right. He needs to he needs to 
get more moves. He goes yeah. outside every, every single time. <laughs> I, didn't, I couldn't. I think I found like one or two highlights of him attacking the inside the rusher, which was a, a little concerning. Yeah. I mean, with how much film there is in the NFL and how much study goes like that, teams will teams will recognize that and make yeah. you irrelevant. So I think I'm, he's worth the swing, though. Like, I, I think he's worth a top twenty pick. Like, yeah, like he had eight and a half sacks in ten games at Georgia. Like, he, that's that's pretty spectacular. Like, he, he's got production. Um, and like in the SEC too, right? So I think he's worth it. Like I would, I would take a swing on him if he's sitting there, like eighteen or nineteen. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a fit for him because it has to be a three-four, and I, I don't think you can ask him to be your only pass rusher. I think he needs help on the line. So I'm mm -hmm. trying to think of a right fit. Um, I can't off the top of my head right now, but I, I have a more in that back half of the first round. I have a more twenty to thirty rather than top twenty. Yeah, he's he's. A, he, I'm gonna be really inter interested to see where he goes. He could go anywhere. Right on. I'll stick with the uh, edge rushers here. I'm gonna go Quitty Pay. He's six foot four, two hundred and seventy two pounds, out of Michigan. Um, he was actually born in a refugee camp in the R Republic of Guinea in Africa. Interesting. Um, his mother moved him and his brother to Rhode Island when he was six months old. He actually has never met his his father. Um, as a pass rusher, he has plus speed for his size. He has the ability to redirect in space, which really allows him to pursue scrambling quarterbacks well. Um, he only tallied two sacks last year, which is kind of a concern considering his skill set. He he just he needs to be finish the play better than he did last year in college. Um, I'm not that high on him, to be honest. I know a lot of people have him as the first edge rusher off the board. I do too, but I think that speaks more to the lack of quality edge rushers in this class rather than him being a potential pro bowler. I, I think his ceiling is a double digit sack guy, like around that 10 range. I don't see him ever reaching like a 15 sack type season. But he, he also, with that being said, he has, I think he has the highest floor of all the edge rushers. Mm -hmm. His size and strength will allow him to excel versus the run in any scheme. And he can even slide inside if he has to. Um, he's a back half of the first round talent, in my opinion. Same kind of thing, uh, 20 to 30 range. But I expect him to go higher than that. And I think, that, I think a team investing a top 15 pick on him would be underwhelmed with the return. But he's going to be a solid starter. That's why I don't think he should be a top 15 pick. But I don't know. Team, I've, edge rushers, teams always seem to reach on that position. This is definitely not the year to reach on that position. I feel like for a two-year starter, I wanted more production out of him. Like in 2019, he only had six and a half sacks. Um, like you know what I mean? Like I feel like there's something missing from him. If that makes sense, like he's got all the tools. Like he ran a four-five-seven, which is electric as a um, as an edge rusher. Um, he, he's got all the size, like he's, he's big enough, like he's got everything you could want, but I don't know, like there's something off. Like, I don't know if I'm missing anything like from him, like in he, his pass rush, like he didn't really flash like good pass rush moves as well. It almost seems like he's a run defender. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? like he, he's a good all around player, but he doesn't yeah. have any like specialties. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, he, and like, are you really going to spend like a top 20 pick on a, on a, on like a run defending edge rusher? No. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that just doesn't make any sense. Like, you want that pass rush upside, and I don't know yeah. if he's got it. Like, he only has 11 and a half career sacks. I, yeah. I'm I'm with you. I'm not a big Quiddy Pay guy. I, I think he's, like, my third or fourth edge rusher. I would take a couple over him. Um, I think he's going higher, though, I, just because of the raw traits. And, yeah. But. I think he's the safest 
uh, edge rusher pick though, just because yeah. of how good he should be against the run. He's a big body on specific third downs. You can move him to the inside and get an extra pass rusher from the inside. So I think, a, a, I think he has value. I still have him as my top ranked def- edge player, but that's more just me being really low on this edge class. Yeah. All right, let's stick with the edge rusher theme here. Let's go with Jason. Oh, excuse me. Jason Owe, edge rusher out of Penn State. He is 6'4, 257. Started playing high school. He started playing football in his junior year in high school. So he's barely, he's very raw talent. He hasn't played a lot of football. Um, after he needed to play two sports in high school and he chose football basically for fun at junior year and he ended up lighting it up. Um, as a junior, he recorded 42 tackles and seven sacks. He was the fourth edge rushing recruit. Um, in the class, and why was that? Because this guy is a freak athlete. Like I don't, I don't know how else to explain it. Eric, he ran a four three seven, four three seven forty oh, yard dash yeah. at six foot four, two hundred and fifty seven pounds. I don't like. I'm still having a hard time wrapping my head around that. How, that's how what, big fast he is. That's what Justin Fields did. Didn't yeah, he? Like, yeah. No, it was. I think Fields was four four one. I don't yeah. think I could be wrong. Like he's four three seven at six foot four, two hundred and basically sixty pounds. Again, I, I I have a hard time wrapping my head around the, his his uh, combine stats. He is a, he's a freak athlete. There's no other way to say it. Um, on the field though, like there's definitely some concerns. Um, but I'll get that to in a second. What, oh, some more strengths. He's got great power. He hits the edge hard. Um, he's a high motor. Like this guy, this guy runs around the field. He'll get you tackles. Um, and he's also really good at defending the run, which is solid. However. He he's got he had zero sacks last year zero like I I don't know how else to, to say say that it's a first round talent who had zero sacks last year like it's hard it's hard to see the production there and like he he played seven games um he only had six and a half tackles for loss um and he, and it's not like this was an outlying season 2019 he played in 13 games he only had five sacks so this guy the production just isn't there that from you what what you want to see from him. Um, and he also plays a little high, like he likes to stand up a lot. He doesn't like to use his athleticism as much. Like it was, it was almost hard a little bit to find that four three seven speed in his film. Like you could, you could it flashed, but like it, I wish I saw it more. Um, he needs a better pass rush arsenal. Like this guy needs to get into an NFL building, get with a defensive line coach, and learn how to rush the passer better. He's very raw. You're you're basically banking on his athleticism to pay off. Um, I would take a swing on him too. Like I, I think he's worth a swing in the top twenty five, top thirty. I don't know if he'll go there, but like the athletic traits are, are just there. Like they're they're right in your face. Again, four three seven forty. Um, he basically tested at like the ninety percentile of everything he did. Um, and like it's hard to find edge rushing with this kind of talent, right? Like the edge rusher is a hard position to find guys like this. So I, if you're a team that like already has an like, it, I don't think you're bringing him in to solve a problem day one. Like I don't think you can throw him in the NFL as like a legit starting defensive end day one. But I don't know. I, I I would take a swing on this guy in the top thirty if if you're look if you're a team that's established and you could just you can you trust yourself that you get this guy in the building and we can make him a solid edge rusher. Um, I, I have I'm very curious to see how this guy's career goes because I I can't really I don't really know another athlete that's been that has these kind of traits. He's a he's an interesting cat to say the least. Yeah, very interesting. <laughs> he's, a, he's another guy to me that. He has to be in a three four. He has to be standing up on the edge um, in order for him to rush the passer. Um, but my main concern about him is even though he's six five, he's only two fifty. 
Yeah. Um, he's light. In the NFL, every offensive lineman is 300 pounds. So he needs to put on weight, put on strength. And I, I'm i low on him, too. I just think his floor is so low. Yeah, I agree. Like, he could, he could just not pan out at all. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, yeah, he has that potential. He, I agree. I think he, I think his uh, career, he's going to end up being a rotational pass rusher um, who comes in in the fourth quarter and seals the game kind of guy. I don't see him being an every down player personally. Um, at two fifty, at 250 pounds, he kind of gets pushed around in the run game. Yep. Um, so I, I don't know if he'll be on the field all three downs. I'm low on him. I, I just think the, the risk heavily outweighs the reward in my opinion. Hmm. Yeah, I, I can see that. Like you're, you're a hundred, you're bank on with the, with the floor. Like this guy could just not pan out in my opinion. Um, yeah. But, I mean, he's a freakish athlete. It blows my mind that he didn't start playing football to them. Like, he's yeah. Five. What are you like, doing? Exactly. Like, why, why wasn't he not playing in, in grade nine of high school? That's another thing I was thinking. Like why the hell did it take so long for him to play like a junior year? Like it, it's almost like, it's like a disservice to society to not have this guy play earlier. I don't know. Seriously, uh, he's a freak out. Yeah, like his testing numbers are off the charts. I, I, this is a guy's career that I'm going to be following. Like, I'm very curious to see how this guy pans out because he's got the raw traits to just be the best edge rusher in the league. But who knows? He, I, I really hope he gets a good defensive line coach and in, in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. Scheme will scheme could make or break his career. Yeah, I mean, it, frankly, but um. I'll move on to another uh, really boomer bust type uh, edge rusher, and that's Jalen Phillips out of Miami. Six foot five, 266 pounds. This guy was a five star recruit out of high school and was ranked the number one player, not only number one edge rusher, number one player really? in the country. He, he was ahead of guys like Najee Harris and Cam Akers in his recruiting year. Um, okay. He chose to go to UCLA because his father and grandfather went there. Um, he had two disappointing injury plague seasons to start at UCLA. Um, he actually walked away from the game and tried to pursue his dream of becoming a rapper or music producer. Um, he missed football after a year off and transferred to Miami, and that's when the breakout season came. Uh, that was last year. He had 12 and a half sacks and 23 and a half tackles for loss. He was an absolute machine. Um, his strengths, he has an NFL skill set, plus size, plus strength, plus quickness, plus athleticism, everything you want from an edge rusher. He's got it. He's versatile to play and play base end in a four, three, or he can stand up and play outside linebacker in a three, four. Um, so he's versatile. And he has a phenomenal motor. He sets the edge really well. He's good versus the run. He's good versus the pass all around. A lot of things to like from this guy. But unfortunately, there's a lot of things that are scary about this guy. A lot of weaknesses. Um, NFL scouts say he genuinely enjoys football, but music will always be his first passion. Yeah. Um, injuries, three diagnosed concussions in college. That was also a big reason why he took that year off. UCLA doctors would not clear him and advised him to retire. So he took that year off. He came back. He also suffered a broken hand in high school, high ankle sprain as a freshman, major wrist injury requiring two surgeries after an accident involving him falling off a moped. Um, I personally am not touching this guy. The concussions and major wrist surgery scares scares me off. 
first round picks, you need to hit on these. And when a guy has such a low floor for me, I'm staying away. Um, this guy's one or two concussions away from being forced to retire, in my opinion. So that for me, right away, stay away. But with that being said, I think he has potential to be the best edge rusher in this class if he stays healthy. He's just an athletic freak. Yeah. So I don't think there's a more frustrating prospect to try to wrap your head around than Jalen Phillips. Like I, uh, so far, there might be like, one more, and that's the other guy from Miami, Gregory. Uh, okay. So well, yeah, we'll talk about it in a sec. But I, I want to love this kid, man. Like six foot five and a half, ran a four five seven. This guy produced eight sacks out of Miami, fifteen half TFLs in ten games. Like he was just a freak of production. Like he's got everything you want. Like he's basically a prototypical built in a lab. Like I already used that term before, built in a lab edge rusher. He does everything yeah. you want. He's smooth. He's agile. He's got everything you want, but in the end, and before the butt end, like you said, a five-star recruit in high school, I think that matters. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think that's important. Like, he was yeah. liked from the gate. I, I think that's an under-talked about thing, how how highly recruited in high school. Anyways, um, but, like, the concussion thing is so scary. Like, you, I'm not trying to rip UCLA here, but if UCLA is not, like, medically clearing you, there's exactly. something wrong, right? You know what I mean? Like UCLA wants to win at all costs. You're telling me that they they didn't do their best to, to medically clear him. The concussions freak me out. The obviously like his, his passion for the game freaks me out a little bit too. Like you said, he wanted to quit to become a rapper. Um, I I don't know what to make of him. I wouldn't touch him with a top 35 pick at all. Like I would stay far away. But Same. once he passes that 35 player, like once he passes pick 35, I think I would get intrigued. I think I would take a dive. I would deeper look at him. And I, I feel like a lot of it's – I feel like his interviews and stuff, like what teams are talking to him about, are going to be huge today. Like, I'm assuming there's probably 10 teams that don't even have him on their board. Exactly. You know I mean? like yeah. That won't even touch him. So yeah. um, I, I think he's another another interesting cat, a very frustrating prospect to kind of wrap your head around because I really – I think he, I think he's going to be there at pick 37 for the Eagles. And I, I, I don't know if I would take him. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I – he could, yes, he all that's he's probably, and I think uh, Dane Brugger said this on our last podcast. He's probably the best straight up pass rushing guy in the draft. Like, just go get after quarterback. Um, I'm uh, I, I don't know what to make of him. I'm very I'm all over the place with Jalen Phillips. He's a frustrating prospect. Yeah. Um, I, I, you, you said you think 10 teams might have him not on their board. I, I actually think that's a, that's a conservative number. I wouldn't be surprised if it was as many as 15 teams are just completely not using a top 50 pick on this guy. Yeah. Um, that's how low the floor is. So look for a team like uh, off the top of my head, I'm trying to think of like a team like the Jets. They have multiple second round picks, don't they? So, yeah. I, team like the jets they need ed edge rush vikings still. the vikings i can see like a mike zimmer loving this kid right I yeah look for a team with multiple second round picks to go after him just because hey if if one of your second round picks you could use that on a boomer bust type prospect and he's definitely that yep um all right i'm gonna go with my last edge rusher um this guy's probably the one that i like the least out of all of them we got joe tryon um so joe tryon is uh He's an interesting player. He was an unbelievable high school athlete. He played four sports, Eric. He played basketball, football, track, and I'm missing one more. But he played four sports at high school, which is pretty spectacular. Um, and volleyball. He's a volleyball player as well. So that's 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 awesome. Good for him. Um, he was a great high school athlete. He posted eight, two tackles and seven sacks his junior year, earning him first-team all-league honors. 
Um, he finished, uh, oh, sorry, uh, oh, he played two ways as well. He was a tight end as well um, at uh, in high school, so he played both ways on the football field. This guy was doing everything in high school. He was he was definitely he definitely had the girls all over high school as well with how athletic he was. Um, but he, he ended up uh, ended up going to uh, he ended up going to Washington um, to play his uh, um, his college football, and that's where he was from too. So he's a hometown kid. He's currently twenty two years old. He's listed as six five two sixty. Um, what is Joe Tryon's strengths? He's quick off the snap and he accelerates well for a guy that's two hundred sixty pounds. Very good first step. Um, he executes stunts really well. He's very good at like a lot of his sacks when I was watching him was like a, a defensive tackle stunt. So he would kind of fake the outside move and come back inside around the uh, around the three tech. Um, so he was he, he's very good at kind of uh, playing with his teammates. Um, very long. He's a very long guy. So he gets his arms on the blockers very quickly. He's good at pushing them back. Um, an old in an old coach said he's got a good mental makeup. So he's he's good. Um, he, there's no there's no uh, character issues or anything with him. Um, weaknesses. One thing I didn't really like about him, like he doesn't get under guys at all. Like I didn't yeah. see him do one kind of bend rush, um, uh, pass rush, and you need that in the NFL. Like you're not going to be able to win unless you can kind of get under guys. And he's very raw. He needs some work. Um, he need, he needs a pass rush arsenal. Like he kind of relied on stunts to kind of get in the sacks, and he only had nine career sacks as well, and he only had 14 career starts. Um, I'm not big on Joe Tryon. I wouldn't touch him with a top 50 pick. I I, I don't think he's a top 50 player in this draft. Um, I, I don't know what his ceiling is. Like he's got the body type. Like he's sick against six five two sixty. Um, I just I don't know. The production wasn't there. Like he, it's not like he didn't play. Like he started he started um, all the games in 2019. And yeah, he had eight sacks. But like I don't know. I'm not I'm not really high on him. It's just something he didn't really excite me that much. Um, I wouldn't touch him with a top 50 pick. Um, I uh, I I I think there I think it's a clear drop off from the top six guys to him. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, he's another depth guy, raw yeah. type of guy. Maybe a team who has established pass rushers already, and you can kind of shelter him his first year while he continues to develop. I think that would be the best uh, fit for him. Also, uh, something going for him. I think I think he's versatile enough to play in a four three or a three four. I think yep. that will help him. Um, but completely agree with what you said. He plays too tall. He, uh, he doesn't get under guys at all. And that can kind of, that hurts him as a pass rusher, but it really hurts him in the run game. Yes. Um, he struggles shedding blocks. He, uh, once an offensive lineman gets under him, he has a very difficult time shedding that block and he can get kind of abused in the run game. Yeah. But I'm with you. Uh, second round pick, maybe, um, Again. I think I'll go in the second round. Like I think you're looking at the mid second round kind of area for him. Um, Dane Brugo has him as his thirty second best player, so yeah, oh, he's a little higher. On him yeah, now. a little higher. Yeah, he's got the traits. Like I don't know, just was he wasn't an exciting guy. Like watching Aziz Ojolari, um, Jason Oway before, like Jalen Phillips. Like I think they just all had way more juice. Right. Opinion. Okay. Yeah. Um, moving on to another edge rusher here. I'm gonna go with. The other Miami guy, Gregory Rousseau, six foot seven. That's right, six foot seven. Before you go, I I I been waiting five days for this breakdown of him because yeah. I'm very curious to see how you talk about him. This guy is fascinating. Doesn't even scratch the surface with this prospect. Six foot seven, but he's only two hundred and sixty-five pounds. Um, 
he's very tall and lean growing up. So he started at wide receiver before playing defensive end. Once he filled out, um, he's very long and he's still growing into his body in 2019. He was only 245 pounds. So he's put on 20 pounds since then. And that's the thing he opted out in 2020. So we don't even know what type of player he is at this weight. Mm -hmm. So putting on 20 pounds is kind of significant. It can really change your uh, play style. So we don't even know what he looks like at that weight. Um, in 2018, he only played two games before season ending ankle injury. Um, but 2019 was his best year. He broke out with 15 and a half sacks. Only Chase Young had more than him that year. And then, like I mentioned, he opted out in 2020. Um, he really only has one above average trait and that's his long arms. He's not very fast for six foot seven. He's not physical at all. He's not very explosive or athletic, but his long arms are, it's an outstanding trait to have as a pass rusher. Yes. Arguably the most important thing, those long arms, you need to have longer arms than the tackles you're going up against to get that leverage. Um, but the thing is, NFL tackles are a lot longer than college tackles. So his main strength, it might be mitigated at the next level. Um, and like I said, he really needs to get stronger for the next level to make up for his lack of speed. At six foot seven, he gets pushed around too often. Um, he's too slow to be an edge rusher, and he might be too weak to play inside. I think he's kind of a tweener and not in a good way. Um I honestly think that he might have the lowest floor of any player slated to be drafted in the top 60. I don't know yeah. if that's a hot take or not. I The floor is so low for this guy, and I don't think the ceiling's that high. Personally, I wouldn't touch him. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I So I was listening to a podcast, Shield Capati, a former guest of the show. He was on, I think it was Bird with Friends I was listening to, and he, went, he broke down all 15 and a half sacks that he had in 2019. Three of them were from the outside as an edge rusher. He had 12 and a half sacks basically in cleanup duty or from the inside. Like he was he was going like head on with centers and like lower end guards and just pushing them back basically. Like that's how he kind of got a lot of his sacks. So like this guy isn't like he's not a bona fide edge rusher in my opinion. I don't know what you do with him. Like where do you put him? How do you play him? Like he's you, I, you, you might be right. It might be a little more frustrating than Jalen Phillips. I think Phillips has more ability than him. But Rousseau is a frustrating just kind of cat in, the, in general. Just I, I, how do you play him? What do you do with the guy? Um, I think a team will. I think a team's going to take a top 35, 40 pick on him just from his athletic traits. Like you're basically you're, you're throwing a hail mary with him. Like you're you're kind of banking on him to kind of just fill out his body a little bit better and kind of and learn from your defensive line coach. Um, I, I don't know what to make of him at all. I have no idea. Yeah, but isn't it such a risk to say to a guy, oh, just put on 20, 30 pounds and you'll be better? Like that might you you have no idea what he's gonna look like playing at that weight. So I am I am so I think he's such a risk. I think he's too slow to be an edge rusher, but he's not physical enough to be inside. So yeah. I, I don't know where you put him. Yeah, exactly. I, I, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see like what a team does with him. But I think a team's gonna take a swing on him. Like I, I'm I'm pretty confident he's going top forty five at least. Um, I uh, I'm I'm very intrigued by him. I don't and I wouldn't. I'm not a big fan of him either. Like I, I don't. He didn't flash a lot. Like you, you expect a guy that had 15 and a half sacks in one year. Like go if you don't really know a lot about him. If you're listening to this, go watch 
all 15 and a half sacks at Miami 2019. And then, and then you'll, you, you'll get a better grasp of a player if he is. Cause the sacks are like, there are a lot of them are cleanup duty again, and a lot of them are over the top in the middle. And like, of course, if you're six foot seven with these long arms, you're going to be able to push back some like low, like smaller guards, right? They're not gonna be able to do that in the NFL. Um, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So that's the edge rusher class. I think we, we went through, um, I'm going to yeah. go on to it. Do you have another edge rusher? Nope, that's it for Ed Rushers. Yeah, so that's it for Ed Rushers. I, I really like this class. I'm intrigued by all of them. I'm at, again not top heavy, but I'm intrigued by like I think they've all got a lot of athletic traits. So it can be cool to see this this class kind of pan out in the NFL. All right, I'm gonna go to Christian Barmore, defensive lineman. He's the interior defensive lineman from Alabama. I gotta say it, he is a Philly guy, Warnsey. Um, four-star defensive tackle recruit coming out of high school. He was 16th defensive tackle in the class, number five recruit in Pennsylvania. Of course, Michael Parsons and Kyle Pitts were ahead of him in that class at Pennsylvania. Those are both Philly guys as well. Um, Christian Barmore explodes off the ball. He gets downfield very fast. This guy's got a great first step. Um, watch him. If you want to watch some good tape from him, watch him in the uh, in the national championship game. He was one of the better, best players on the field um, in that game. He's very good at finding the football. So, like, this guy, he's going to live in the backfield, in my opinion. Um, he's he's going to be – he's going to – He's going to be one of the better. I think he's got a, like a legit job in the NFL, just rushing inside on third down. He's going to be very good um, in, um, as a pass rusher in the interior. I, I think he's got a, like a really high floor. Um, he's going to be a problem in the backfield. He's got a great body type. He's built to be a defensive tackle. Some weaknesses around him. He's very raw. He, he didn't. He just kind of. Uh, he was a, just a first year starter um, this year, so he he didn't he didn't play a lot before uh, 2020. Um, he needs to get better against the run too. His run instincts are not all that there. He kind of just likes to pass rush, so he's gonna have to kind of get better at the run, which you want to see from defensive tackle. And he's got some weight issues. Like he looks like he's kind of carrying a little bit more weight than you want him to. Um, I, I think he's like a very high floor prospect. I think he's worth a top twenty-five pick. Um, I think a team like they need to defensive tackle, and this defensive tackle class. Um, I hate saying the word sucks because I hate telling kids that are going to the NFL that they suck, but like this is not a high defensive class, defensive tackle class at all. One of the worst in years. So this is like the diamond. This is the diamond in the of the bunch. Um, this guy is the, probably the only guy that has a first round grade um, at a defensive tackle. I like him. I think he's got a high floor. Um, I, uh, I the one thing I don't know where he goes. Like this guy could go in the from top fifteen, or he could go in the second round. Like, I, I don't really know where he's going to fit. He's, he can kind of go anywhere. Him, him and Micah Parsons, I think are two guys that could kind of go anywhere in this draft depending on need. So, um, I, and it's going to be cool to see where he goes in the first round. I'm high on this guy. Yeah. Six foot five, three ten, coming out of Alabama. That just screams pro ready to me. I think yeah. he'll be a day one starter. Um, call me crazy. Like I, I think he has Chris Jones type, potential from the inside if he can develop better as a pass rusher um i think he that's such a valuable position to get have a guy who can apply heat from the inside um and you look at guys from alabama like quinnon williams went third overall yeah like yeah i think he easily could be quinnon williams like kind of jonathan allen dion Payne, those alabama guys that have come from the inside they they're safe picks. None of them really flop. So I, I'm high on this guy. Yeah, they, I, I just wish the production was there a little bit more. Like, again, he only he just started starting in 2020. Um, but, like, he had eight sacks in that one year. Like, that's pretty good um, from the inside. I just – I wish there was a little bit more long-term 
um, long-term play at Alabama. Like he didn't start starting till 2020, but yeah, I, I think I think this guy's got potential. Like he, I think he can. I think he can rock it in the NFL. Um, so I, I just I, I don't know where to fit him. Like I don't know who. I think Tennessee. I think I don't know what pick Tennessee, but they need some interior pass rush help. Yeah, um, they, they need to pair some with Jeffrey Simmons. I don't really know where to kind of slot him, but yeah. I, he's gonna. I think like he's gonna. He again, he's a diamond. Um, of this class, like there's not, it right. falls off drastically from Barmore. So if you want some interior pass rush help, you're going to get this guy in the first round. Yeah, um, there is a little bit of off-field concerns just in terms of maturity. Nothing, nothing like with the law or anything like that. You just some people say he's a little bit immature. Yeah, and there were people that were, I think, some people in his camp were telling him to go back to school because people say if he played one more year at school, he could have been a top ten pick in the next draft. Um, but he's chosen to go pro now. Hopefully, he doesn't rush it. But I'm, I'm high on the guy. Yeah, I think he's an exciting player. Um, and like being like being like, if you can get him in a three four system, like would, um, which kind of how Nick Saban played him. Like I think he again, you can start day one and you can progress him as it goes. But yeah, you can definitely slot in day one. Right on. Okay, I'll go over to my last prospect we got here, um, Micah Parsons, linebacker out of Penn State, six foot three, two hundred and forty five pounds. Um, he was the number one ranked player in Pennsylvania and number five in the country coming out of high school. Rare defensive player to say no to Nick Saban. Apparently Saban heavily recruited him. He said no. He chose to stay home, play for Penn State. Uh, this guy, his athleticism jumps off the jumps off the tape. He's a remarkable athlete with plus speed, plus size, plus strength. Outstanding change of direction skills outstanding pursuit skills and this guy just started playing linebacker he only played linebacker for one year he was a defensive end out of um high school when he was the number one ranked player in pennsylvania and number five in the country so he shifted to linebacker immediately and had success right away he's promising in coverage to me he looks a lot like devin white devin white or roquan smith uh do it all defender in the middle of your defense He's versatile enough to play in a 4-3 or a 3-4. Um, I just think he sh he'll be an incredibly valuable chess piece to a creative defensive coordinator. I think you can do whatever you want with this guy. He can blitz. He can cover. Um, he's good against the run. He does everything well, in my opinion. Weaknesses. Sometimes he can get a little bit of the horse blinders going. He can be over-aggressive. He can watch the ball and stick to it. Um, he needs to widen his vision at the next level to um, be a better player. And there's uh, some maturity off the field issues, big accusations of hazing going on at Penn State, some very ugly details. I don't know if you want to, I don't really want to get into them. They're, yeah, let's, let's, let's pass on that one. But you yeah, can, if, you, if you're really interested, just go take a look. You can find it. Yeah, it's not a, not a pretty story coming out of Penn State, but. On the field, I have this guy as an elite linebacker talent that I would feel confident taking in the top 15. Hmm. But again, he's very tough to slot because of that off the field issue. I There might be teams that don't have him on their board just because of that. I would not blame them for it. But on the field, I think that this guy is a special talent. This is a guy that I just freaking wish did not opt out. Like, I think the opt out killed right. my evaluation on him. Like, it just if this guy played one more year, in my opinion, he could have been like 
I don't know who would advise them. And again, I'm not ripping on him for opting out. Of course, you have the right, you have the, you have the choice to do so. Of course, it's health issues. No one knows everyone's situation. But like, if this guy played 2020 and had even somewhat of the year he did in 2019 and showed some progression, this guy's a top 10 talent. He's already a top 10 talent, but a top 10 pick. Like, there's no way anyone's passing on him. I, I, I wish I was higher on him than you. Um, I, I have some concerns. Again, the off-field issues. I don't. I there's there's a lot of accusations out there. We don't know exactly what happened. Um, that's one thing. And two, like he only played one year as an off-ball linebacker. Going into the NFL and being asked to kind of run a defense after only playing one year as an off-ball linebacker, it's going to be really hard, in my opinion. And he's going to have to be able to grasp that right away. I don't have the confidence that he's going to be able to do that. So I I would stay away from him in the top 20, but the talent is freaking there. Like, there's no doubt about it. Um, like, he ran a 4-3-6-40. He's got 31 half arms. Like, he's he's jumped off the charts. And there's one there's one quote that I wanted to read out. Um, so it was his – it was a position coach. And he when he left, he said, the scary part about him is I don't even think he's even come close – scratching the surface of his linebacker ability. Um, yeah. I know that's coach help. There could be a coach hyping him up. I don't know, but like he's got it all. Um, I, this is a hard prospect to wrap my head around. You're, you're more big just on linebackers in general. Cause like, you've got to grow up and watch the Chicago bears defenses. I'm not, I've never been that high on linebacker play. Of course, being an Eagles fan, they don't, they, they think long snapper is more important than linebacker. Um, <laughs> so like, I don't know. I, uh, I, I think he's, uh, I think he's got it all, but, just, I just I just think that the the game is progressing so much where coverage linebackers are such an asset and they're difficult to find. I think Parsons, you're right. He only has one year of tape, but he has all the tools to be a good coverage linebacker. And it's it's just the athleticism for me. Yeah. He has the ability to make up for mistakes just because of how athletic he is. Yeah. So I, that that being said, I think his floor is so high. Um, I'm in, I'm all in on this guy personally. That's interesting. He, uh, as long as he checks out off the field. Yeah. And like there was, there's so many messed up allegations about him, but, um, yeah, I'm going to be really curious to go. I haven't actually going in the top 10. I'm going to Atlanta at nine after a trade back. Probably I'm going to be changing on my mock draft, but he's going to, he's a hard kind of fun kind of slot. He could go, could go from seven all the way to 30. He's going somewhere in that range. Right. Um, all right. I got two guys to finish it off. I'll run through them quick. And then oh, you sorry. your, I actually yeah. do have one more guy. We'll do. I'll do quick as well. Okay. So yeah, I'll, let me start. Elijah Molden, um, cornerback out of Washington. This is a guy that I, I that I was really excited to watch. I think this guy kind of caught me off guard, if that makes sense. Out of all the guys that I watched, um, he's a little bit smaller, so he doesn't have like as much size there. He's only five nine. He's about five nine and a half. Weighs one ninety two. He's about twenty two. He's just over twenty two years old. Um, he uh, he's. He was the second oldest out of eight children. I thought that was pretty cool. Like, imagine if eight brothers and sisters. That's pretty wild. So he lived in a packed house. Um, he would grow up in Portland, Oregon, or close there. And his family's a big Oregon Ducks fan. Like, they were, Oregon, like they were an Oregon family. And he ended up choosing Washington last minute. Kind of went against yeah. his family and went to go play for the Huskies in Washington. He liked the program there, which I respect that. And then go go expand your wings. Go, 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 um, go live somewhere else. But, yeah, I think that was pretty cool. Um, anyways, outstanding reactive athleticism. This guy is so good at re reading and reacting to the ball. Um, really popped off. This guy, in my opinion, is going to have a ton of interceptions in this league just from just from that. He's an extensive hunter. He's got quick eyes, really good at pulling the trigger. 
Um, he's more, he's a slot corner. That's where he played. Um, that's what he played at, uh, in, in college. I, I wouldn't put him on the outside. I think he's a little too small. Um, but I think he's as good as it gets when it comes to a slot corner, very good ball skills, super impressed with them. He also played some single high safety in college. They asked him to do that at Washington. So he's got the versatility. Maybe I think he almost looks more like a safety. I, again, I, 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 I said this on a previous podcast. I hate being the guy to tell these guys to switch positions. Like I hate being that type of person, but he almost, he almost to me, like he's got a high potential there. Who knows what an NFL team will do with him? But I really like him. I, I think he's worth a top 35 pick. Uh, and with the way the NFL is going, you need really good slot corners. I know you can find good slot corners kind of in the free agent market. But if you're looking to develop a stud slot corner, this guy's it. Um, I, I really like him. I was really impressed with him. He's going to have a lot of interceptions. Like he's, if you're looking, if you're a zone based defense, this guy's, this guy should be your starting slot corner day one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the slot, slot corner is becoming more important. Um, yeah. So yeah, where where do you have him going? Like a second round grade, or I have him going in the in the top ten picks the second round. I actually i I want an edge rusher thirty seven for the Eagles, but the Eagles need a corner. If they go wide receiver early, I could see him being a thirty seven pick. Um, it, I think he's very he's very scheme based as well. Like if you're looking for an outside guy, this is not it. Like your your need, he's a zone based uh, slot corner. So I think the teams that are going to be looking at him are kind of cut in half. Um, I, I would take him. I would take him with a top 40 pick hundred percent. Right. Okay. Um, the next guy I'm going to talk about is actually very similar. Um, Asante Samuel jr. Um, he's the son of Asante Samuel senior. Yep. My man, five foot, 10, 184 pounds, cornerback out of Florida state above average athleticism, very smooth feet. Outstanding anticipation. It's kind of like his father. Very similar, I think. Um, below average size, but to make up for it, he plays very gritty. He competes really hard, but that's easier to do at the college level than the pro level. Um, he's a liability in the run game. He does not shed blocks. He does not tackle very well. He's Asante, very similar to Asante Samuel, I guess you could say. Um He's another guy. He's going to be a slot corner in the NFL. He doesn't have the size to play outside. Um, but again, slot corners are more important now than ever. Um, I have a second round grade on him. Could he sneak into the first round? Maybe. I don't think so. Um, but yeah, he, he's a he's a he's a second round prospect in my opinion. But you can never have too many corners on your team, in my opinion. I he's going to get drafted. He's going to play. Um, and he's going to be a slot guy. Yeah, I uh, I have him like I have him going late first round. I think a team can fall in love with him. I really like him. I, I can not even just the bloodline too. Like Asante Samuel, his dad was one of my favorite Eagles of all time. Um, and the Eagles haven't had a good cornerback basically since him. Um, yeah, he's uh, he's an interesting guy. He's a little undersized, but I, I think I think him and Elijah Molden could be the steals of this corner class. I think. And this gets into my next guy. I think after Samuel, I think it falls off a little bit. And my last guy is Eric Stokes. Um, he would move to corner to senior at a high school. He's a running back and wide receiver um, in high school. And they moved him to corner late, so he doesn't have a lot of experience there. His strengths, he's just, his strengths, this guy's a track athlete, man. He is listed at six foot. He's just over six foot, 195 pounds. He ran a 429 at the combine. So he And he ran track in high school. So this guy's fast. Great straight line speed, explosive once he sinks his feet in the ground. He had four interceptions as seniors, which is good, and he, had, he has good ball skills. 
and you're basically banking on his crazy athleticism. Um, some weaknesses, he's not very strong. He needs to put on some weight. He could get bullied in the NFL. He plays upright a lot, too. I think he needs to use his athleticism better, um, and he needs some coaching. Like, he's very raw. He hasn't played a lot of corner. Again, he only played he played late. Um, and then I feel like I'm missing – yeah, I haven't talked about Caleb Farley yet as well, so I'm missing one other guy. Um, so Caleb Farley, he was a quarterback in high school. So actually, let me take that back. I think Caleb Farley is involved in that top six um, area. And then after after uh, Santi Samuel Jr., who has I, I have my sixth-ranked corner, I think it falls off. So Caleb Farley's in that kind of category. Um, he's a quarterback in high school. This is interesting. He became the varsity starting quarterback in sophomore. He ran for over 1,500 yards. He had his best season as a senior, breaking the record for, school, for, uh, for yards in the season with 2,574 rushing yards. He had 58 total touchdowns as a quarterback. He, that's the third most in North Carolina State history. So he just got a quarterback in, uh, in in high school, and then he was transferred, and then he was recruited as an athlete, basically, to Virginia Tech, where they moved him to corner after his second year. So this guy wasn't a starting corner in, in college until his second year. That was his first year basically playing there. Um, some strength. He's an NFL-ready frame. Like, this guy's built. Um, to be an NFL corner right out the gate. He's listed at six foot one. He's got long arms, um, 33 and three eighths arm um, inches of arms. So he's, he's built like an NFL corner right out the gate. Um, reacts with freakish bursts. This guy gets off the ball quickly. Um, when the ball snaps where he gets off quickly, he's loose. He, he's got that kind of loosey-goosey attitude to him. Um, he stays square a lot, which is good. He's a very aggressive playmaker. That's one thing. He likes to jump a lot of routes. Um, he he, he uh He's a guy that will get you some interceptions. However, he has some, some weaknesses. His aggressive blade can bite him. He jumps some routes, um, and he only played quarterback two seasons. And he's got injury problems. So this is where it gets interesting with him. A lot of people, like Chris Sims, for instance, who I respect his um, – I respect Chris Sims' college recruiting or college rankings a lot. Um, he's a good scout. He had him as his first best corner. Like Caleb Farley, he had him at the top. Um, and a lot of people did. Like if it wasn't for last year, he would have been the top corner basically um, in this draft. But he has back issues. He got an ACL tear, um, so he's got some some injury concerns. So I have him slated as my fourth ranked corner. But um, he's I don't know. I don't know what to make of him. He's another guy. I don't know what to. If, if the injuries, if he doesn't get injured, like this guy, he's got top three potential corner in this draft. So yeah, that that basically rounds out the defensive players. So well, what do you think overall opinion on this defensive player class? Um, I'm I'm gonna stick with the word underwhelming. I I would I don't put it this way. Of all these defensive players, do you see a guy that you say, oh, that guy has got all pro potential? No, Micah Parsons, maybe and Patrick Sertan are the only two I could see. Maybe Horn. I don't know. Yeah, it's tough. like it's tough to even pinpoint one. There's not one guy that you can say that for. Right. It's it's really weird to not have like a Chase Young or a Miles Garrett. Yeah. Where it's you you just see everything, every trait jumps off the jumps off the tape. But I mean we'll see. We'll see. I'm I can't wait for this draft, man. Yeah. So me and Eric will be back on Monday when we bring you our mock drafts, which I've already done one. I'm gonna be changing it. Eric is starting to do his. It'll be interesting to see what we got on Monday. Then Tuesday, I'll be back with Mike K doing an Eagles-only episode, kind of breaking down what the Eagles are going to do in the draft. And then on Wednesday, me and Eric are back with Joe Gallant of Odd Shark. We're going to be breaking down some best bets. I just kind of started looking to the betting before the show. A lot of stuff changes. I made one bet, Trey Lance, going third overall. Um, I, I, I sprinkled on that one. And you made one as well, correct? You put Justin Fields going third overall? 
today. Yeah. yeah. So, so hopefully they, one of us. Yeah, exactly. So uh, we're both not buying Mac Jones going third overall, basically. Anyways, we'll be back on we'll be back on Monday, and we'll talk to you then. Thank you so much for listening. This episode is sponsored by Twenty Two Bet. Twenty Two Bet is your one stop shop for all your sports betting. Download the Twenty Two Bet app now for its easy to use interface. The app is fast and reliable and completely intuitive. The sign-up process is short, and the sign-up process is remarkably quick. There are lots of products, including slots and live casino betting. Mark your favorites for quicker access to your preferred sports leagues and teams. 22Bet has a huge selection of payment methods as well as options for cryptocurrencies. And transactions are fast and no additional fees apply. Take advantage of your 100% welcome bonus for your first-time deposit. 22Bet has some of the highest odds on the sports you're interested in, along with excellent coverage of sporting events, including local leagues. Terms and conditions apply. Visit 22bet.com for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER.